Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds from the studios of WBNS-FM in Columbus, Ohio. It's the Nerd Association podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Barnett. And I'm your other host, Mark Finch. We're going to jump right into it. We're in the holiday mood. It's the holiday season. and So whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock, you know? Yes, that's you're right. I was kind of going down that, that line. You're right. Uh, did you get Whamageddon yet? No, but I mean, I've also not turned on any Christmas music <laughs> for, for reasons that have previously been discussed. I mean, I assume at some point I will, but it's a yeah, it, that song is everywhere. It's but ubiquitous. either way, yeah, Daniel, what do you think of when I say you have to get the contract signed by Christmas Eve? But I, the small town and the things are better, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, even to, if I'm being frank, even if I didn't know what we were talking about today, I think I'd go, that sounds like a Hallmark movie ready to be made. And I yep. would be, uh, I don't know if I'm right or not, but like, I, it's, it seems like I've that's got the, the trope. That's like the, yeah, the, the third act conflict right there. I've, yeah. I've created that. We're already there. To be fair, I mean, that is sort of the conflict of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I know we're not talking about, we're supposed to be talking about uh, Hallmark movies specifically today, but I do think there's room to talk about how like most holiday movies are one of like three tropes, right? Hallmark didn't just, yeah, pull this out of nowhere to come up with, like, this is how you build a Christmas movie. Like, right. it was, yeah, you're correct. This was around. And if you're talking about it, it's that. It's the, like, somebody who, you know, basically all the way back to, like, Scrooge. Like, bah, humbug. But then the Christmas spirit changes how they feel. Right. And they soften up. The other one is Santa movies that just have to do with parents are like, Santa's not real. And the kid's like, but I believe. And then we find out that Santa is real. Right. And then the whole question of, well, then what do the parents, where do the, where do the gifts come from? Yeah. And then the third one is, oh, being around my family is so bad. And those are usually comedies. And well, then there's, I guess there's like also the I'll be home for Christmas movie where it's like the, the mad True. rush to get home for the holidays kind of thing. Obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but I will, I would say that most holiday movies are, fall into one of a few categories it's also interesting okay other than the phrase lifetime movies there isn't another television network to my thought process that maybe you can... probably sci-fi okay maybe but but i guess that's true sci-fi does have the okay but that's a genre right i mean Yes. yes, it's a network, so it, but it's also a genre. There there aren't too many network television or cable television stations where you can name the the station and there is a style of movie associated with it. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I'm Because even like, you know, like Comedy Central, MTV, FX, like those kind of channels, like sometimes will just make their own movies yeah. and they'll just premiere on like a Friday night. But it's not like if you say to somebody like, oh, a Comedy Central movie that they have any idea what it's going to be. And I'll give you that like sci-fi named itself after a genre of movies, but it's not unique. The, the Hallmark movie and the lifetime movie are fairly unique, uh, a fairly unique industry in the way that Mm -hmm. they like make a particular kind of film. And again, Hallmark movies are built around a trope. Sure. But they, nobody does it quite like them with that, with the, you know, it, it's so bad it's good kind of and this and i i was surprised to find this out about you 
you are in the camp of Hallmark movies so bad it's good. Like you love a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I love I love all Christmas movies. So the Hallmark movie has been a staple for especially the last couple of years. And it seems like as that has gone on, the streaming services have sort of picked up on that. Yeah. And one started kind of making their own, and we can get into this a little bit more, but they they've also like upped the quality, maybe just 10%, and probably the it's not adult content, but just like mature maturity of the movies a little bit more. So like PG 13 type range. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, and as we are kind of going, have already started to get into and will get into, I personally couldn't name a single Hallmark movie, a single one, but I could tell you a plot of all, I could throw a plot of a Hallmark movie out and probably, you know, a handful of spaghetti, something would stick (laughs) because It's, it's funny. There was just, JLo's mom asked her if she had seen this one on Netflix. I don't think it's a Hallmark movie, but it's the in the in the vein of the Hallmark genre. And she was like, "Have you guys seen Christmas in California?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe, probably." So I looked it up, and I was like, "No, I have not seen this one." But even when she said that, I was like, "Was it?" And I was like listing a plot of one of them, which you know they're all the same, but there's sure. a few key details that differentiate them generally. And this one, I was like. Is that the one where a guy's like a radio executive and he goes to a small town to, <laughs> and they're the and, and like I, and there's a girl on a small town radio station and he gets stuck in the town. Then I looked it up. It wasn't that, but that I was have, one. the movie I was describing I have seen and I remember that the like ended with them like meeting up on Christmas Day on the beach in Los Angeles. So, so I thought Christmas California as a proof of concept and this is I, I alluded to you before we started taping that I uh, this is a, uh, my holiday gift to you. Because it combines two things that you love, three things that you love, Hallmark movies, knowing stuff, and competition. So I present to you uh, the BuzzFeed quiz, and you didn't, uh, full disclosure, folks, he didn't know it was coming. Here are 10 plot synopses for potential Hallmark Christmas movies. Some of them are fake. So I'm going to read you a synopsis, and you're going to tell me, is this a real Hallmark movie or not? Uh, Oh, boy. And are you are you game? Are you in for this? Yeah, let's do it. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to do very well, but let's see. I have a feeling you'll probably. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I think it will illustrate our point really expertly. So, <laughs> all right, uh, here we go. Number one: newly single and unemployed, Elise finds herself running her family's Christmas tree lot. Unfortunately, the lot has a new landlord who has zero Christmas spirit and who threatens to shut them down. With the help of a handsome customer, Darren, Elise tries to save her family's business. Real or fake? I think I've seen that one. That's real. All right. That's correct. Uh, the That is the plot of the movie Fur Crazy, F-I-R Crazy, uh, mm-hmm. star- starring, among others, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Okay. All right. Number two, a set of identical twins are dissatisfied with their current situations. So they decide to switch lives for the Christmas season by doing so. They each learn the true meaning of their own lives, real or fake. I'm going to go with fake because it doesn't sound like there's romance in it. And the Hallmark ones always have romance. All right. Fake incorrect. That is Mm. the plot of switched for Christmas starring Candace Cameron. And I would, I should have, I should have leaned with it because I was thinking twins. They do like that in these movies. Twin switches. They're very popular. 
in Christmas in cheap Christmas. Movies. I would also say that um, having a twin be romantically interested in the person that the other twin is involved in is the sort of variety of risque that's okay for a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, or it's like just, it's the it's, it's the other a, twins like best friend right yeah like exactly. there's, yeah again that's about as risque as you're gonna get in a hallmark movie it's like oh i might kiss but it might be it'd be cheating oh um <laughs> all right Catherine, number three Catherine, a high-powered attorney finds herself in a moral conundrum when she must represent a large corporation that's threatening to build on the land a small town uses for its annual christmas fair real or fake Man, that sounds very real. Although it says she finds herself in a conundrum. Usually it comes after. Usually they're all game for it at the beginning. I'm going to go fake on this one. Okay. Correct. Uh, I like the commentary, by the way. This is a BuzzFeed quiz, and it says, as far as I know, that's not a real Hallmark movie. (laughs) All right. Uh, Number four, Jessica is in charge of finding a Santa for her town's Christmas parade, but her only option is a stubborn Uber driver who lives 200 miles away. She hires him for a trip home in hopes of convincing him to take the Santa gig. Talk about a bottle episode, real or fake? (laughs) I'm going to go fake because they specifically said Uber and they would not pay for the rights to say Uber in a Hallmark movie. I mean, if it said rideshare, would you feel differently? I maybe. Okay. I doesn't. It says Uber, but I'm just okay. So you say fake. It is incorrect. That is the plot of Finding Santa, starring Jody Sweeten, who I feel like I've heard mm. that name somewhere before. Okay. I'm thinking too hard now. It's I a, still don't in- feel I I still feel like BuzzFeed put Uber in there. Yes. And that it's not Uber in the Hallmark movie. I mean, I also think that um while I know that you're cringing a little bit to not be getting these 100% correct, they all sound like they're real and that's the point. Okay, uh number whatever, 5. A former hotel maid becomes a governess for a young girl only to find the girl is actually a princess with a very handsome father. Real or fake? Uh, that's, I, I'm going to go fake on that one. Okay. And that is the plot of crown for Christmas. Wow. I'm not starring, doing well. See, I'm starring Danica McKellar of the wonder years fame. Oh yes. It's her and Candace Cameron. The, the, those two get cast you know, in, a rifled lot of these. in every so often. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number, I think six, they're not numbered. So there you go. Ashley is a marriage counselor who's unlucky in love, but when she starts counseling an older couple who look remarkably like Mr. and Mrs. Claus, she falls in love with their son, Matthew Claus. Real or fake? I think that one's fake. They don't delve into real Santa very often. Okay. That's my take on that. That is correct. That is a fake movie. Um, I do love they like the- to keep it more grounded. I think they like I think they like it for people to be vicarious right through their movies. So I like, like the to keep it concept that if if Santa uh, uh, Santa I guess his name would be Nicholas. So Matthew isn't that ridiculous. But anyway, um, <laughs> all right. A seamstress finds out that her boyfriend is actually a prince when she travels to his home to meet the royal in laws. Real or fake? It sounds real. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with real on that one. That's correct. That is the plot of A Royal Christmas starring Lacey Chabert and Jane Seymour. There's a name you don't she's, hear. She's the other one. She was in Mean Girls. That girl, I yeah. think. 
All right. Yeah, the, she's the third one that's in a lot of these. We've got three more. This is we're having fun here. Michelle You've got four, right? Yeah, I will. I'll tally it up at the end. Don't worry. Okay. Michelle and Tom both hate Christmas music, but the record label they work for assigns them to write a brand new Christmas hit. This one's real. <laughs> okay, uh, I can tell it's not. It says, "Oh it's, man." <laughs> Uh, see they like picking jobs like that yeah. though like there's a there's a few where like because it's one of the few times that like you know i can point out like that's not exactly how it works because they like picking like radio i'll give radio you executives i'll, I'll give you credit for it if you can if you can vaguely sum up what the last sentence of the synopsis is that they fall in love over writing this Christmas song and realize the true spirit of Christmas. That's great. <laughs> the sparks fly as the two make music and gradually fall in love with each other and with Christmas. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the North Pole is running out of... <laughs> Sorry, this one's dumb as hell. Um, the North Pole is running out of magic energy... I guess it's not dumb as hell. This is more kind of the kind of movie I'd like. So an elf named Clementine must travel to a small town to convince its citizens to uncancel their Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Real or fake? I'm going to have I'm going to have to stick with my with my reasoning that they don't go like real Santa very often. So I'm going fake on this. You one. sure? I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I'm going fake. All right. It is real. That's the plot of North Pole. Starring Bailey Madison and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who's another name that I that's, know for sure. That's Kelly up. Kapowski. Yeah, exactly. All right, last one. This is your chance to redeem yourself. Melanie okay. is assigned her crush, Donovan, for her office secret Santa. Her thoughtful gifts make Donovan fall in love with her, but another woman tries to take credit for her gifts. Hmm. I'm going to go with fake on that one because I feel like if it were a Hallmark movie, she would actually have somebody else around her that was helping her with the gifts. And that's who she would fall in love with. And the guy she had a crush on is actually a jerk. So the fact that the guy isn't a jerk makes it fake because you never, you never end up with the person you want to end up with at the beginning of the movie. It's at the end of the movie. You realize that this guy's actually right for you. Are you sure chops? I, the way you're saying it, I, I'm I'm assuming I'm wrong <laughs> that it's real. It is real. It's the plot with uh, the plot of With Love Christmas, uh, starring Emily Eulerup, if that and Aaron O'Connell. So you got five out of ten. And here's what I think this proves. And I don't think you should be ashamed because I, what I think it proves is <laughs> they're all the same. They're all they yes. they, they follow like again. You one actually of a few... should be fifty fifty because it really is <laughs> exactly. a coin flip. Exactly, it really is a coin flip. So I honestly, um, this wasn't about me actually seeing if you knew. It was more to prove the point that in fact, <laughs> who knows. When someone yeah, well, because it's not like knows. I've actually seen all of them. I've just seen a handful of them, and you don't because other places are making them now. You don't even know right. if you're watching a Hallmark movie or if it's a cheap Netflix one or a Hulu original or whatever. Yeah. To the so, credit to the credit of that quiz, I don't think they were trying to um, pick nits on like actually that's a Netflix original. I think they were. Right. Being, I think they were being earnest and like was this a Hallmark original movie? Well. Okay, so given that it's a coin flip whether these are real or I want you to tell me what is one, what's the attraction? And two, do you have recommendations? Like, are there actually some of these that stand out to you as I as you something you would recommend to someone and, and you think they would enjoy? 
The recommendations is hard because I really don't pay attention to the titles beyond like, oh, this is the title of this one. Okay. So it's it's usually I remember like plots. various plots. So the radio it. one oh, obviously it? has stuck out to you. Yes. For reasons um, that are apparent, right? Um, you know who also shows up in them every once in a while is Kristen Chenoweth shows up. Okay. And so does, uh, what's her name? It's a three- it's a three name name. She was Sabrina, the teenage witch. Oh, um, Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. She shows up in some of them sometimes. So, uh, I remember seeing one with Chris and Chenoweth that I liked. Um, there's, there's usually like a tradition in them. I think I enjoy them most when it like, cause that's the one I hit on the most is like, the business person who has to go to the small town to do something for business. And they realize that like, Oh, this small town isn't that bad. And I actually like it more than I like my business life. And even though this guy who I hated at the beginning, that's who I now think is great. And that that's the one, those are the kind that I think are the best. And I don't know why, why do I like them? I guess I could say it's probably it's similar to like, why do you like Christmas music? Why do you like Christmas lights? Just kind of nostalgic. And it feels like a warm blanket during the, uh, during the holiday season. It's also really, it's really low maintenance. You know, you yeah. can just throw one on, you don't have to worry about it. You can be wrapping gifts. You can be doing something else. It's just on at, and you only watch it once a year, you know, one right. time of the year. So you don't really get tired of them. I was going to say, it kind of sounds like a comfort blanket movie, which I, I mean, I'm all for, I, everyone has movies or, or in this case, kind of a genre of movie, which is unique because you don't have to watch the same movie and over over and over again, even though in some ways you are watching the same movie over and over again. So it's comfortable and novel at the same time, which I can start mm-hmm. to I can start to understand that as a as a thing that would attract you to it because everyone loves the comfort blanket movie, but at some point does it lose the magic? Well, no, not if it's actually a different movie every time. So okay, I'm- yeah, it's it's they're just different enough that you're watching it and it. You're never surprised you, you know, within the first, once you meet the three central characters, there's usually a, a boss, I guess four, because the two sides have their corresponding person. Correct. There's like a business boss person and a biz, you know, the main character business person, and they have to go do something somewhere else. So then there's the, the, the seemingly jerk, but the guy or the girl that they soften for and end up liking at the end. And then they usually have a fourth character that like, they have like a more down to earth person who kind of like introduces like actually the small town and our lack of hustle and bustle is a charming thing. And we have a Christmas tree lighting ceremony, that kind of stuff. It very much is. It's, it's the story of Scrooge, right? I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's the person who's anti-Christmas and then they meet, uh, I mean, Scrooge didn't have a love interest, but they meet several, you know, they're, they meet people along the way that uh, either bolster their side of things or soften their hearts. And the people who soften their hearts end up being the ones that win the day. Right. But that's a, as we said, that's an old story. It's it's very much the story of of Christmas Carol. What's your favorite Christmas Carol? Oh, Muppet Christmas Carol, hands down. That one's really good. I really like the Scrooge McDuck one with Mickey All right, Mouse. Yeah, that, I've always really liked that one. That uh, I, I watch that usually, and that one's not. I guess it's not feature length too, so that helps. It's like probably like twenty five minutes. You can easily watch it every Christmas season. 
now that it's on Disney Plus, it's very easy to find. I would say too, something I was picking up on as we were um doing that quiz and and talking, you know, about it is there is a nostalgia aspect to the people who often appear in these movies. So you're seeing actors and actresses that were bigger names maybe when you and I were kids. Mm-hmm. Um and again, well, you're it, talking about DJ Tanner and Winnie Cooper were two of the ones that came up there. Right, exactly. And so there's a little bit of that um a little bit of that measure of it's cool to see actors you like in things that you don't expect them to see them in and because no one goes into a Hallmark movie being like, "Oh, I'm watching this because three named actresses in it." <laughs> and then they just show up. It's like, "Oh, cool." Like, "Oh, I didn't and now is that that's what they're doing these days kind of a thing." Um, yeah. So I think there is a measure of that 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 is appealing too, because there is that nostalgia, a little uh, twang to it. I think it's also because you know it's stuff you want too in the Christmas season. If you're somebody who really gets into the Christmas season, you know, seeing hot cocoa and beautiful light displays and a big Christmas tree and a a horse drawn carriage, those things are things that you associate with Christmas, and you you. You would like to see, and so yeah. Again, living vicariously through that, you know, part of it is the the love appeal, and that's kind of where, like, because that's where Hallmark kind of cuts all year long. Is yeah. these movies that we're describing? They make these all the time. Sure, they make these cheap little Hallmark movies all the time, and it's just sometimes Christmas is the backdrop because they make the. Ex- I've seen there was an actor again, an actor that I liked from a TV show, and one time Jen was like, Oh, this guy, he's in this, he's in the Hallmark movie. We got to watch it. And we were like, okay, let's watch it. And we watched it. And it was the exact same thing as all my Christmas movie. It was just, no it was Christmas. like at a wedding. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like a destination wedding was like the setting for it, but it was the exact same thing. I think the reason it works particularly well for a Christmas movie is the reason a, a lot of Christmas movies you're talking about living as a person who enjoys Christmas, you're talking about, Oh well, I get to see all the pretty lights and the hot cocoa and the Christmas carols, and but there's something there for the people who don't appreciate Christmas for whatever reason, where you have the character who is the Scrooge, where you can say, actually, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm with that and person. That's another... Christmas sucks because Christmas. I mean, Christmas movies and even Christmas songs always have a melancholy to them, where it's like somebody's lonely, somebody's not enjoying their life the holiday season makes them upset or sad like you know what i mean and that's interesting that's part of christmas too in a sort of contemporary american way because well technically this is from across the pond but we were talking about whamageddon and last christmas i think people really i don't maybe it's just because they don't want to go down that and maybe it's not personal to them but like there's so many covers of that song it's a very famous christmas song and like everybody who does a christmas album will will throw in their version of last christmas but the wham version is about the person they gave their heart to last year who broke it yeah whereas it's most people sing it as the person this year i'm going to give it to someone special and it's looking more up whereas i think the song is actually intended to be looking like sad about last christmas everything went to shit it's a christmas revenge song it's a christmas revenge song it's like yeah well but that's not that's nothing new right think about white christmas uh and think about you know i'm dreaming of a white christmas suggests that you aren't there for it um Mm -hmm. i'll be home for christmas is another really like melancholy song uh 
especially when you think i'll be home for christmas yeah reminds me of like uh you know somebody a father whatever it will be that wasn't hasn't made it to christmas previously and this time has to make this this promise that they'll be home for christmas but well white christmas was written by irving berlin during the war because of all the veterans who were abroad that's why it became so popular is there was this whole generation of people who were off fighting a war and weren't home for christmas and it's why it took off, right? It was a mm-hmm. they, and in fact, they made a movie called White Christmas with that as the plot, <laughs> where Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye were World War II veterans, and they came back after the war, and you know, it, that's the plot of that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's what it was. So Christmas, especially in a modern sense, but again, go back to a Christmas Carol. This is nothing new. Um, I think these stories resonate on both sides of the argument for that reason, because and, and again, a lot, nice of, about... a lot of really good Christmas songs work that way, too. The bad ones don't, but the good ones do. Obviously, our weather has been changing <laughs> yeah. to a degree uh, over the the decades. Pun and intended. that's another thing that, that like you do like the idea of a white Christmas. And at least here in central Ohio, it doesn't snow really until January, February right now. The you idea get- of a white Christmas in Ohio is pretty much come and gone to me. Forever, forever, you would get a snow on Thanksgiving. And then it wouldn't yeah. snow for two or three weeks. And you might get a white Christmas. Even when we were much younger, like you're right, the most of the snow came... If it came for Christmas, then that was great. But most of the time, it was going to be a January, February sort of affair. Yeah, and here we are the week of Christmas, and we're going to have mid-40 highs all week, basically. So that's obviously not a recipe for snow. But you turn on a Hallmark movie, there's always snow. But I mean, Christmas, again, and I'm not talking about it in a religious sense, although we don't need to get into Christmas in a religion sense because there's a lot to unpack there, too. Um Again, in modern society, Christmas is about wanting. Whether you want gifts or you want time to spend with your family or you want snow or you want your two front teeth, like Christmas is about longing and and unfulfilled longing unless you're lucky, right? <laughs> um, and so I think this that's what these movies tap into is that sort of human condition, which I know we're getting real deep on something like Hallmark movies. But <laughs> if there is an appeal to them, if there's a reason they keep working and they make Hallmark enough money to, to stay afloat as a channel, because what else what else is going on on Hallmark? But these movies. Uh, yeah. Well, there was a reason. The thing. Christmas. Yeah. Brings probably in. I'm assuming. I don't know. Seventy five percent of their yearly eyeballs. Sure. Because like I said, they make these movies all year long and nobody talks about Hallmark movies like outside of the Christmas season. So I don't know who's watching them. Obviously, they're they have some sort of audience, but it can't be very much. So, yeah, it's the Christmas and the fact that people want Christmas content, which is which brings us back to what the um, the streaming companies are doing is they realize that. And like horror films, it's pretty cheap to do a Christmas movie you know you only really only need one kind of townish location some christmas lights two people that can fall in love and some some supporting cast members around it and as we've laid out the archetype for writing these movies isn't very difficult you don't have to to work very hard but if you work just a little bit harder you come out with some of these movies that are coming out on netflix right now like i'm thinking this year single all the way has been a a popular one i enjoyed love hard 
which uh, another like Christmas hard, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's a theme in that. That no, die, it's a part of that. Right. Die Hard's actually a Christmas movie, but there's like a catfishing part to it that leads to the romance. Yeah. So there's been a few of them. There's Christmas in a Castle with Brooke Shields and uh, what's his name from Princess Bride, the As You Wish. Carrie Elwes. Guy. Yes. Yeah. So you, you got them and they're in a castle. That one's fun. I was I was watching that one and uh, I was like, my mother would love this one. She really <laughs> likes Brooke Shields. So I should tell her about this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's and well, and I even commented on the the one in the quiz that ended up being real that, um, the Uber driver. I mean, that's a bottle episode of a Christmas movie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. presumably they have like cutscenes and flashbacks and things, but like, think about your primary film filming is just two people sitting in a car together. Uh, you know, it, yeah, that would be a cheap and easy to produce. I have this sudden thought, and we haven't done the research for it, so I can't answer this question. I wonder if there are a, like a few towns around the United States that are the place you go to film a, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like there's snow huh. enough of the year. They like embrace the fact that the, the, the film industry has singled them out as like a Christmas town. Do you know this? I don't know this for sure, but that sounds like something that could be that there's like this town always has a big Christmas tree so we can use that right. as our backdrop. You know, we use the little the little street as as a backdrop, or is it all facades? Does Hallmark just have a back lot of sure. all these Christmas streets? I just wonder. It to me, it strikes me as the thing, and I, I have no basis for this except my own gut. It strikes me as the thing that in like Utah or Idaho, there's a city that gets enough snow every year where you could film maybe two or three or four Christmas movies there without overlapping. And, you know, pick yeah. a street corner that's different enough from a different street corner, but still all of it's the sort of, I'd love, man, that's, I got to do research on that. This is now, I'm now, now intrigued by this say question. That, I feel like there's a few of them that have been in like Colorado. Sure. That are like set in Colorado. So maybe that's one. The Northeast is really popular yeah. because it's really easy to take the business person from New York, <laughs> Toronto, yeah. and put them somewhere that would be close to New York. So Maine, right. that, you know, getting up there, New Hampshire, that kind of stuff. So maybe there are places that kind of cater themselves. Maybe Hallmark just owns a couple of towns. Why did you just why did you town. cough and say Toronto? Is there a joke I'm missing there? It's because when you want to f- pretend like you're in New York, oh, but you, you want to film it cheaper, you Got film it. in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> so it's New it's New York. It's a bunch of establishing shots of real New York. Yeah, because you can't and film in New York. Sit, a, bunch of, yeah. a bunch of street shots in Toronto. <laughs> And it probably I, works out better because Toronto's colder for longer in the year anyway. Sure. So you get I, that benefit. I just thought it was funny that you were making, doing that thing where you like cough and nudge somebody <laughs> in, but I didn't, I, I know I needed you to fill in the blank for me anyway. I, well, hopefully the listeners will pick up on it or they'll have to listen to this part of the podcast yeah. for the explanation. Yeah. They're, they might be quicker than me. I haven't had enough coffee. So <laughs> in any case, do you have any f- closing thoughts on, on, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit, as a person who does not, hey, Christmas isn't my thing. We've talked about it. And it's okay. I don't need to be converted. Listen to me, everyone. Don't come for me with this, well, but Christmas. No, <laughs> shut up. You can have your holidays and I can have mine. But I do, I do now feel, though, that I have a greater appreciation for why the Hallmark movie. So, what are, so that, those are my closing thoughts. What are your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are that 
if you like them, don't feel ashamed. Lean into it. It's fun. It's only a part time of the year. Just keep watching them. Lean into it. And this was something that uh, that I saw actually this past weekend. It was called. We're talking about television channels that make own original movies and comedy central. I I mentioned that one and that specifically because I saw this movie that was a comedy central original. And I think it was produced by like MTV studios, uh, you know, legs of paramount essentially. Right. It was called a cluster funk Christmas (laughs) and it was Rachel Dratch and Anna Gasteyer, the Anna Gasteyer, the SNL alums. Yeah. They got together and they essentially wrote what, when I read the description, see, I thought it was going to be a little more spoofy, but it wasn't. I mean, it was poking fun at the tropes that we were discussing in these Hallmark Christmas movies, like the the town. It was a it was a business girl, and she like you know they really like played that up. She had this like business book she had written. She had to follow all of her all of her business things, and it was the seven C's of Christmas. Yeah, and so one of the funnier jokes actually at the end was like she's like I realized that. I'm a I'm a real C word and I was missing this C word and she was like everybody was like uh and she was like Christmas and so I thought that I thought that little switcheroo was funny but then yeah like the town only had hot cocoa they had no coffee these women spent fifteen thousand dollars a month on peppermint uh that they were they were like bakers and stuff and so they were overspending on peppermint that's why their their, their hotel business was failing yeah out. yeah she uh the guy worked everywhere like the so she was you know it was a small town so she's trying to avoid him he was the handyman at the hotel she was she was trying to actually purchase for her company he was at one of the stores she tried to get out and she tried to get a bus ticket he was the bus driver so those little things where they keep running into each other no matter what she does and uh the other another funny one was her uh her significant other her previous significant other tried to come get her and he was just like old money like fancy man and he was just in this like completely white jacket and just the stuff and because they didn't have coffee he flew coffee in just for her just had her had his friend bring in a private jet just to get a tub of coffee so those little things yeah but the not that this was i'm getting into the weeds a little bit on this movie but i kind of enjoyed it but the thing about it was they they seemed to admire these movies enough themselves that they ended up kind of making making a a decent movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They poked fun at it and all and simultaneously wrote a love letter to it. Yeah. It wasn't just complete spoof, just random, you know, making fun of everything. It was just like little parts. They poked fun at it, but if they still followed the same structure. Yeah. Well, there you go. When, when people who are notorious for, making insincere parodies of things still end up making what is essentially a decent Hallmark movie. I guess you have to say something about that. So there you go. Uh, and I would also like to say that, by the way, um, if you like it, don't be ashamed. It's the best piece of advice we've ever given here on nerd association, whatever it is, you're nerdy about it. If you like it, don't be ashamed. Well, not whatever it is. Maybe there are some things. Don't quote. There are some limits. Don't meet. Yeah. That's, okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, we've ruined a good moment. Let us know, <laughs> <laughs> dear listeners, uh, what some of your if you have a favorite Hallmark movie, if you can name one off the top of your head, we'll like like and retweet it. Just to no cheating. Don't go out and Google it. If you can name a Hallmark movie off the top of your head, 
tweet at us and we'll we'll you know elevate your tweet and let people know what's going on you can do that by finding us on twitter at nerd n-e-r-d underscore a-s-s-o-c or reach out to us via email at nerdassoc at gmail.com let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about here on nerd association and maybe you can even come on and be one of our nerds happy holidays and uh, we'll talk to you next week <laughs>